Shapers on Jazz FM. Listen in color. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. Jason Moran with Honeysuckle Rose. Good morning. This is me, Elliot Moss, on Jazz FM with Jazz Shapers. A special Saturday morning because in one hour's time, just under, we will be live for the next 12 hours at the Love Supreme Festival. And Jason Moran is on at 10.15pm tonight in the Big Top. Make sure you have a date to listen to him. Thank you very much for joining me for this Jazz Shapers special edition, as I said. What is Jazz Shapers? Jazz Shapers is the place where you can hear the very best of the people who are shaping the world of jazz, blues and soul, alongside their equivalents in the world of business, a business shaper. My business shaper very aptly today is David Jones. He's one of the directors of Sirius. They are a creative production company, the ones behind the EFG London Jazz Festival, which was Camden Jazz Week, the ones behind other really fantastic music and festivals that happen around the country and many other creative things that have been going on in the UK. You're going to be hearing lots from David very shortly. In addition to hearing from David, you'll be hearing from our programme partners at Mishkondorea, some words of advice for your business. And on top of all of that, most importantly, some brilliant music today of all days here on Love Supreme Weekend on Jazz FM. So it's going to be The Bad plus Joshua Redman, classic Ray Charles, and this from the one and only Herbie Hancock. The punchy power of Herbie Hancock with Chameleon. This is me, Elliot Moss, on the Love Supreme Weekend here on Jazz FM. My business shaper today here on Jazz Shapers is David Jones. He's the one of the directors of Sirius, and they are the credit producers behind all sorts of wonderful festivals, including the EFG London Jazz Festival. David, thank you very much for joining me. Good to see you, Elliot. Now, some people won't know that you are one of those creative people that doesn't just look after festivals, doesn't just look after music. You've been involved in television. You've been involved in pop videos. Just give me a little sense of where your head is creatively because you you've got a very interesting brain well i'll take that compliment thank you but uh, i've always loved music that's always what's gone behind what i do but i had a kind of rather strange path into working in music i remember taking part when i was 10 years old in uh, benjamin Britten's noise flood and i played mr ape and i just thought this is fantastic i love this sense of actually being able to take part in music and i was singing and i was doing all sorts of things like that uh, but I could never kind of figure the idea that you could, it was possible to actually earn a living in music. You know, I've kind of looked other other places to work. I thought about going into social work. Um, but there was this, I was always going to gigs. That was the thing that kind of pulled me, you know. So it was something that I enjoyed and I enjoyed. And then finally, there was no way of kind of resisting it. I was inside music. That's what I did. Now, Sirius, just help me understand what, what Sirius does. Obviously, I'd mentioned that they are the producers of the, the EFG London Jazz Festival. You've got some acts on today. Give me a sense of where that intersection with music and business has gone for you. Well, I think we started off 
working with musicians, touring them, sort of looking at the live side of what they did, right across, not just in London, but all across the country, and feeling really drawn into that and finding that we could create work with them, you know, that, that musicians had ideas, that things like festivals made possible to create and to develop. Um, and then musicians would start coming back to us and saying, oh, we did more, could we do more of that kind of thing? We'd love to see that go somewhere. And the kind of bigger structure that is serious that I'm part of has really grown quite naturally around that, around the sort of just the enthusiasm for artists. Started off just a few of us in a small room and it's grown now to be a company that has like development programs for artists and uses a mix of kind of commercial resource and public funding to be able to do all the things that we want to do and that artists want to do with us. Find out more from my business shaper today, David Jones, about how he's combined his love and passion for creativity and music with a business. Yes, he's actually making some money as well. It's time for some music and as I said earlier, at 12 o'clock today in the big top the Bad Plus Joshua Redmond will be opening and this is called As This Moment Slips Away. That was the bad plus Joshua Redman live in in a few hours for what's going to be a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant weekend of live music with Love Supreme, especially here for you. David Jones is my business shaper today. He's one of the directors at Sirius. They produce wonderful and creative things, often music, but often festivals too. And we'll be hearing a little bit about what David as a what he, how he comes to the world. Tell me. The London Jazz Festival, the EFG London Jazz Festival, uh, an amazing assortment of people. It's in its 23rd year, I think. How do these things, when they begin, strike you as they, you know, at, right at the beginning? Do you go, oh, yeah, this is going to be this is going to be a keeper? Or do they need to be nurtured? Does a creative product need to be nurtured and grown and changed and evolved and looked after like a little flower? I think there was that sense. I remember sitting and having a conversation with one of our partners, John Cumming, and he was we were talking about kind of taking what the Camden Jazz Week and going out into Hackney, going into Islington. And I was going, yeah, let's call it the London Jazz Festival. And he's going, oh, no, 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 no. We should just call it the North London Jazz Festival, you know. And there, there was that sense of like, let's really create something. And it was early 90s. There was a lot of different musics coming into jazz. There was a way of kind of reaching out. There were people like Nitin Sawney who kind of saw themselves as being part of jazz, but were ambitious to go other places. And so I guess we both followed that. And and also tried to change a bit the idea of what a jazz festival was and could be. I mean, there are all sorts of artists here who are in Love Supreme who probably wouldn't have been in a jazz festival like that 10 years ago. Well, you've got Diane Reeves coming up later in the Big Top, I think actually this evening around 8.30. Mm. Jason Moran, Fats Waller Dance Party, you've done work over there. And Ambrose Akimuziri, is that yeah, right? Oh, good, yeah. I'm and that's, he's on at 6.45. I mean, these are, you know, these are great artists. It must be a privilege to work with them. It's fantastic, and especially to see... Them, I mean, someone like Jason Moran, we first worked with when we put him on in the Pizza Express. And I met this intriguing guy who had loads of ideas about architecture, who played great classical music and improvised around it, who took little samples off um, a, a, a DAT machine that he perched on his keyboard and just played um, recordings of his grandfather and then played around them. He was just a man who put music together in endlessly interesting ways. And I guess that's a common factor of a lot of the artists that we work with, is that they're always reinventing themselves. They're always thinking themselves into 
into new places. Um, and so in many ways, what we're doing is just bringing opportunities to them and then they let rip with it. And I think that's part of what, you know, the British scene I've never seen as a sort of healthier scene as it is than it is at the moment. There's people who've had a chance to mature and grow through what they do. And it's such a privilege to be able to work with them and, and, and to see what they do and to be able to perhaps provide settings that they wouldn't have in any other way in London. Well, there's a brilliant setting this weekend and it's called the Love Supreme Festival, so stay with us here on Jazz FM for lots of live coverage. Latest travel in a couple of minutes and before that, some words of wisdom from our programme partners at Mishkondoret for your burgeoning business. My name's Jonathan Berman. I'm a partner in the corporate department at Mishkondoret. We spent a lot of time in our department dealing with people who are establishing new joint ventures. When we look at these relationships, they are much, much more likely to succeed if the participants have been through a process before they actually start working together. And it's the process rather than the documentation that's critical. And what they do is to address issues that they would generally feel uncomfortable about discussing with one another. The rationale is they want to get on with it and they've got a good feeling about working together. And by asking difficult questions, it, in their mind, could endanger that good feeling. But that's the wrong way of going about it. And I'll give you a couple of examples of the types of things they should be thinking about. The first is... Are we looking to maintain this business as a going concern under our ownership for the foreseeable future? Or are we establishing it with a view to building it up over three years and selling it? If one's got one view, one's got the other, it leads to huge disagreement. And it's one of the biggest reasons for businesses failing. The second is, what's the business intended to do? What is our vision? Is our vision joint? Do we go into the UK or are we looking to expand into Germany? Are we going into America? Are we focusing on one business product or service? Or are we expecting to expand beyond that? Again, having a business plan and sitting there and considering exactly how the business is intended to grow over the next few years is vital. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM in partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. You're listening to Jazz Shapers on this, the Love Supreme weekend with me, Elliot Moss. If you've missed any of the previous Jazz Shapers, go into iTunes, put in the words Jazz and Shapers, you'll find a whole bunch there. But more importantly, today, it's all about the live music. 10am, stay with us for 12 hours of uninterrupted live coverage and another 12 hours if you can take it tomorrow as well. Fittingly, David Jones is my business shaper today. David is the one of the directors of Sirius, and Sirius are the people behind the EFG London Jazz Festival and people connected with many of our wonderful artists who are going to be on the big top stage and, and a few others as, uh, as well. Diane Reeves, I mentioned earlier, the Jason Moran Fat Swallow Dance Party, and all these things are happening today. David, earlier you were talking about nurturing ideas and talking about this, um, this festival that you created 23 years ago, Help Create nurturing ideas is really tricky there's many forces that swirl around you that you sometimes can't see coming there's internal kind of fratricide that happens occasionally there's a, with creative people there's there's people throwing toys out of prams and stuff very similar for other businesses uh, in, in maybe the, the characters are different but the facts are often and the themes are often very very analogous how have you managed to nurture it how have you managed to make it blossom and become the thing that it is now well, I think it's. I think there are three things that, that we do. Uh, one is that we're looking to reach out to an audience that 
isn't already doesn't know it likes jazz they may have kind of blue somewhere they bought it and they've heard some stuff and perhaps they like est or some very specific artist and so what a festival can do is that people get the chance to soak themselves in lots and lots of different kinds of music and and find where that's going so that's the kind of audience that's maybe in its early 20s teens you know that's finding out about music through friends and it gives a great kind of social setting for it so those kind of ways into it but also uh, you know things like our seriously talented program is very much about developing jazz musicians you know composers people who want to be composers giving them the tools because nowadays you know like when I started out musicians would go oh I want to sign a deal so that there's a record label and there'll be a publisher for me and there's a manager and a lot of that superstructure has gone so they're reliant now on a much more informal network of people that they trust and they're close to and Sirius can't provide all the answers for everything but there are a lot of people where we can go yeah you could try this thing or how about this how about this way of working so if you look at what we do within the jazz scene that's that's like a really big part of it i would so, say so it's kind of an, a combination of different strands of constituencies that you're appealing to trying new stuff innovating and i think those make perfect sense if you're if, if one is in a different business as mm. well in terms of projects and brands and, and, and so on and so forth do you think that the music industry is inherently creative? I mean, you are a quote-unquote creative person, and do you think that makes a difference? Do you mean, does that mean that people are naturally revolutionary in their attitude? I think the music industry, like some of the legendary figures, are simultaneously people who were really uh, almost abused artists, and they were people who achieved, you know, made extraordinary records and kind of broke careers. I think there was a sense of, you know, the music industry being a bit like the Wild West in the past. And I think now those old models have largely gone. Musicians are perhaps treated very well, but they're almost moved to one side. They're not the central figure in the way they used to be. And I think one of the things that's growing out of the way music is made is much more um, collaboration, cooperation, sharing of ideas. I mean, Sirius isn't a company that stands alone from a scene... A lot of the a lot of the people who aren't very committed have been shaken out of it because times are hard. You know, times are tough, and and the people who work together are bonding together, trying to share things, trying to build things, trying to get a vision of what they want to achieve. A festival is a really good way to do that. Perhaps our work touring through the year is part of that, but it wouldn't work if we just sat there and said we this is serious and we're we're somehow defining a scene. You know, we're part of it. We're part of the ecology, and there are people who are running clubs um, all the year round. There are new people that are coming through, and it's incredibly important, I think, to support them. Change and innovation all at the same time. That's a really good way of putting it. The two things together have to have to go together. You can't stand still, or it just becomes it just moves into the past very quickly because things are moving fast as well. And the things that you need to know now aren't the same things that you needed to know five years ago. Because there are ways that musicians can be much more empowered, can create income for themselves, but they probably need to be able to do quite a lot of different things. You know, the days when people could say, this is who I am, this is what I do, have gone. You know, we could we could wish it was different, but we'll never get them back. Well, we're not going to stand still now because inexorably we're moving towards 10 o'clock and it will be live, Love Supreme Time, from that 12 hours of dedicated music today, as well as another 12 tomorrow. But it's time now for Mr Ray Charles with one of my favourites from him, originally from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. It is Hit the Road Jack. What you say? Hit the road, Jack. And don't you come back no more. 
That was Ray Charles with Hit the Road, Jack. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. David Jones, my business shaper today, one of the directors of Sirius. They're people responsible for these beautiful festivals. We talked about change and not being able to stand still, actually, if you want to, if you want to make things happen. What's Sirius looking at right now as it, as it moves forward? I, I sense that you're quite open in your vista. It's about music, but it's about collaboration. You mentioned that word. I think that's becoming the word for business over the next five years, I predict. What's going to be going on for you in, in your world? I'm very keen on that idea of festivals. I mean, inside London, we're, do, we're launching a new programme called The Streets, uh, which is going to seven high streets um, across outer London and bringing lots of kinds of performance into those places, working with people in those communities, looking at how the high streets change. It's a really interesting thing to be doing from a music performance perspective and then really getting involved in those ideas. And the FG London Jazz Festival will be a part of that. There'll be free performances in those spaces. So I love that sense where you you can take music into places it doesn't normally go. Um, we're also being asked to programme more and more festivals. You know, on the back of the success of the festivals we work with, we've just been asked, I've just been asked to direct the Bath Festival. Uh, we're creating a new festival of voice in Cardiff. Um, so that sense of things going out that way. But the most important thing of all is passing on skills. Um, I love the fact that in Sirius things happen. But I don't really, I know they're happening in a general sense, but I'm not there micromanaging every project. It's fantastic um, to see people who've been there in a while kind of gripping hold of the reins and going with projects and I'm kind of really looking forward to a time when I'm doing some of those things and passing stuff on but it's other people who are kind of taking the lead and running the projects. Where do you get your ideas from David? I think it's that sort of mix of having thought about theatre. Me and uh, John Cumming both worked in uh, theatre before we worked in music and I think that you sort of think more structurally you think about uh, the end product rather than just oh can we make this one thing happen you're thinking where else would happen you know what else where else could we go with this? Well, there you go. That's what you've got to think about. Think about the end and go backwards. Final chat will be coming up with David, plus we're playing a track from Jazz FM's UK Jazz Act of the Year. That's Go Go Penguin. That's after the latest traffic and travel here on Jazz FM. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM, in partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. That was Kamaloka from Go Go Penguin. They will be live tonight at Love Supreme Festival, 7.15 in the arena. David Jones is my business shaper just for a few more minutes. And we've been talking about all sorts of things, David. I asked you where you got your ideas from and you said, well, I think sort of think in a structured, where do I want to get to? And then I, and I go backwards. You seem like a very upbeat kind of person, but I imagine it isn't always easy to come up with new ideas all the time. When you're stuck, who do you talk to? How do you get around the obstacles in your brain? I think it's very much that sense of sharing things, isn't it? And and I also think the thing that finds ideas is hard graft. Um, I mean, people, you, you sometimes get people come in and get they go, oh, you know, um, uh, me, I'm, I'm more an ideas person. It's like, well, what other kind of person is there to be? You know, I the people I appreciate are people who work really hard. And then when you do that and you work alongside people, that's when the ideas start to bounce for me. I'm not somebody who tends to go off into an isolated place and, and, and say, right, I've come up with the way we're going to do this. I like to try things and I like to 
see other people kind of shaving the edges off them and perhaps even giving them a good tap and saying, let's change them, let's move them somewhere else. And that's what's so brilliant about Sirius, because I think I'm naturally quite a loner. Um, but the, the, the structure of the company means that I have to keep responding to other people's ideas and I'm responding to other people's ideas in turn you know there's there's three people who have kind of equal status at the top of the company me John Cumming and uh, Claire Whitaker, and we all have our specialities our enthusiasms but we all sort of trust each other's instincts and let other people who've been inside the work for a while kind of come into them too and I think artists are part of that as well. You know, when, you talk to, when you're talking to an artist, you're not just talking about what's right for them, but what's their perception of what you're doing and where should it go. Someone like Guy Barker, for example, had an enormous impact on what Sirius does and the ways that we do it, because every year we work with him on Jazz Voice and we share ideas with him. We don't have a business relationship with him. We just, you know, it would be stupid not to listen to someone who's so full of ideas himself. And what about this? You mentioned something that intrigues me—the hard graft piece. I, I'm with you. I don't. I'm not mm. very good with people that don't work hard. How do you handle people that don't work hard? Where do they end up in in the David Jones world? Well, the, you can find a way to. I mean, some people are just fun for one thing. They have a, a source of knowledge. You know, the fact that they may be sort of terminally lazy probably means they're not on the payroll. But there's other ways of working with people. There's other ways of sharing ideas. I mean, Sirius has literally hundreds of people who are in our orbit and will come in and work on a particular event or will share a particular kind of focus with us. So I don't think there's one size. There isn't one kind of person who's right and everybody else is outside. You've been great as a guest. Thank you so much, David. Um, we've come to the end because very soon we're going to be live um, from the Love Supreme Festival. Just before I let you go, though, you have a chance to tell me your song choice today and why you chose it. Oh, I, tr- I, I chose Otis Redding's Try a Little Tenderness because until I was in my late teens, all I liked was instrumental music. And if I ever heard a song, I was kind of listening to the music inside it. And then somewhere, I can't remember, I think it was Otis Redding. I just, there was that moment where the kind of soul in the music just overtook me. And this song for me is just one of the all time greats. And here it is, especially for you. Thank you so much for being my business shaper. Young girls, they do get weary Wearing that same old shaggy dress Yeah, yeah that was Otis Redding with Try a Little Tenderness, the song choice of my business shaper today, David Jones. Creative person, but absolutely understood that you've got to be a grafter, someone who has to graft super hard to get to that creativity that you require. A collaborator, someone who fundamentally believed it was critical to join with other people if you want to create something of worth. And a nurturer, someone who understood how to take an idea and really make it blossom. Fantastic lessons for anyone in the world of business. Do join me again, same time, same place. That's 9am next Saturday morning here on Jazz FM. More exciting though, in a few minutes time, we will be going live to Glind in Sussex for the 2015 Love Supreme Festival with Nigel Williams. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM in partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal.